Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. Grab your Bibles and stand with me this morning. I think I heard them announcing uh, uh, Life Track. We want to encourage you as members of Life Church to get on this Life Track. Uh, if you're new, this is a perfect opportunity for you to get on what we're calling the life track. Our goal is to move you from membership to maturity into ministry because we believe God has a calling on your life. So we ask you to get in and get involved and in being a part of that. At Life Church, we have decided we wanted to become strong, mature believers in the Lord that are fulfilling what God called us to do. And we believe in you. And we believe God has a purpose for you. So tonight is uh, uh, the third session, but you can get in tonight and we'll drop back and catch you up on uh, lesson one and two. I teach lesson one. My wife does lesson two. Josh will be doing lesson three tonight. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, I'm in a series of preaching that I didn't think I would go into, but the Lord has just pulled me back into it. The first sermon we titled, Some Things You May Not Be Aware Of. Anybody remember that sermon about the angels? Hello, young lady. Good to see you. Angels of the Lord that encamped around about you. Today, I want to title this, Some Things You Need to Know. I need you to look at your neighbor right now and tell them that. There are some things. And I'm about to give you enough information to make you dangerous. Some things you need to know. Grab your Bibles and open with me to 1 Peter chapter number 5, verse number 8. First Peter chapter number 5 and verse number 8. Before I get into the sermon, I wonder if we could give honor where honor is due. It's amazing you never miss a thing until it's gone. You take for granted things that are just always there, it's always working, it's always normal, and you never realize there's somebody behind the scenes making all these things happen. Well, this morning, I think I heard from the back, Josh grabbed a mic that did not work, right? And you don't realize how bad you need this stuff until you don't have it. Well, I want to give honor to our sound technicians, Colby Nisha is back there in the back making sure all this, they make sure I have, you have scriptures to read. You ain't even got to have your Bible. I just wonder if we could give these guys a hand. We got some others that work it. It's not working it this morning. Thank you, Kobe, for what you do. Nisha, I love you. You help me out week after week after week, and I do appreciate you. Some things you need to know. First Peter chapter number five, verse number eight. Be sober. <laughs> oh, it must have spoke to the brother on the left over here. <laughs> Amen. God's got a word for you today, brother. <laughs> I bet he wished he could pull that back in. You know what I mean? Does that ever happen? Oh, God. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. 
Verse 9, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Father, we just love you and thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you for the, uh, uh, the word now, Lord, and we ask for your anointing, your leadership, your direction. I realize there's a spirit of opposition that would hinder your people from resisting. I take care of that right now and clean this house by the mighty name of Jesus, that there be clarity, let it be relevant. Father God, let it penetrate every heart, soul, and spirit in this place. Jesus' name we pray. On your way to your seat, tell some people some things you need to know. Be sober. Be vigilant because, amen, I I need you to help me this morning. I need you to know that your adversary is near. He's right here. Amen, I'm not here to give the devil no airtime, but we're headed somewhere. I need you to know according to this scripture, amen, that he is so near, you need to be sober. You need to be aware of that fact to the fact that you are vigilant. If you live in a neighborhood that is prone for thievery, you're more apt to lock your doors and windows. windows. (laughs) Josh shaking his head. I figured I better correct it. (laughs) You're more apt to be a little more vigilant when you are aware that there is the potential of me being robbed. Are you with me? So this scripture says, your adversary is near. There is spiritual activity around you right now designed to detour, to distract, and destroy. Amen? Elbow your neighbor and tell him he's here. Oh, God is here. The presence of the Lord is here. But I come to tell you, your enemy is here. He didn't check out at the door. He, he didn't stop at the door and say, oh, I can't go in there. It, it's a holy place, amen? He is here to deter, to distract, and to destroy you. And, and, and listen to this. One of your enemy's greatest weapons is the fact that you don't recognize the source of your current condition. Amen? The, the, the greatest. And one of your enemy's greatest weapons is the fact that, that you don't recognize that for what it is. Satan's success depends on you not recognizing him as the source of what you're going through. I'm going to say that again. His success in depressing oppressing, dividing, and destroying, it depends on the fact that you don't recognize the source. The the symptoms, the fruit, the the battle, the, 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 the thoughts, the anger, the division, the sickness, whatever the case may be, are natural but the source is spiritual. Are you with me this morning? It's spiritual. And we are prone, if we don't realize this, we will fight the symptoms in the natural instead of attacking the source that is spiritual. 
And the enemy will wear you out fighting the natural. Oh my God, help me this morning, Holy Spirit. It's, it, it's just, it's, it's the greatest, it's the genius of the enemy that you don't recognize that I'm causing this problem and you're so busy dealing with the problem in your own natural intellect with your own natural ability. Is anybody here with me this morning? Your own natural strength and your own natural resources and you keep cutting that weed down and you keep cutting that bush down and you keep cutting that tree down and you say, okay, I'm good for a while. I'm good. I must have won. I must have beat this thing only for a day, a week, six months. Here it pops back up again. Huh? Amen. And and here we go again. Oh my God, I I must not have won that battle. So I got to fight this battle over and over and over and over because all I'm doing is dealing with the situation and the circumstances and the symptoms. Amen. And I think I got it conquered when in reality, sooner or later, here it comes again. Who am I talking to in this building this morning? Here it comes again because we don't realize there is a root to the fruit. There is a root that has to be dealt with. It has to be rooted out. And that root is spiritual by nature. It is a demonic source. Boy, y'all are quiet this morning. Amen. And we will fight the symptoms instead of realizing there is a devil behind it that is wreaking havoc on you, your family, situations, our parish, our churches. It reminds me of a movie I seen one time. I don't even know what it was. Amen. Uh, 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 First night was what it was. Amen. I think that's what it was. Anyway. There was an enemy that was a lot smaller than this great adversary that was coming against them. So they got out there and they took straw and they stuffed it in their clothes. And they built fires and they stuffed, they set these straw individuals around the fire. And from the hill, the enemy looked down and it looked like the entire army was vulnerable. They're just sitting out by the fire. They don't have their weapons in their hands. They, uh, let's, let's take them by surprise and we can destroy them. So the enemy come running down the hill and begin to stab the, the, the enemy, but they was only stabbing straw dummies. And while they were fighting a facade, the enemy came out and destroyed them because their focus was on the wrong thing. Amen. And I believe because we do not recognize the source of the circumstances, whatever it may be going on in our lives this morning, and while we're fighting that, he's coming from behind and he's robbing us of our peace and our joy and our strength. Is anybody, am I, am I helping anybody this morning? When in reality, Ephesians 6 and 12 plainly states that we wrestle not We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We should not be in conflict with the natural. Mm. Amen. You think it's her fault. And she thinks it's... And you think it's your boss. And you think it's your president. 
Huh? I don't care who the president is. That don't matter. Amen. You think it's that driver in the other car. You think, amen, that, that somebody's holding that red light red and redder longer than it ought to be. Oh, my God. I'm just being real this morning, amen. You think you just got up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. When in reality, and if you're not careful, you'll go to fighting all these situations and circumstances. When in reality, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities, power, rulers of the darkness of this world. Spiritual wickednesses are in high places and they're manipulating things in your life today. Oh my God, I'm finna expose the devil if it hair lips hell. You hear me? But as long as you, it, it wasn't what that brother said. It wasn't what that sister said. It, are you listening to me? It wasn't how they acted. If you realize, but, but, but if you don't realize that, you'll be, you'll be running a campaign against the brother and against the sister. And the devil just comes in and wreaks heaven. When if you realize there's a spirit behind it leading that brother. There's a spirit plaguing that sister. So devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I, I'm wrestling now. Oh. I'm in a fight, but it ain't with flesh and blood. I'm fighting the source of my problem. Mm. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we do wrestle. We do wrestle. We do wrestle. Amen. The problem is we've never engaged in the battle. We've never really engaged in the battle. The only battle we know is with our tongue, with our mind, with our wallets. That's, that's the only way we know how to fight. And as a result, we're wore out all the time. So the enemy, amen, he ain't never even been engaged. Somebody ought to help me. He ain't never even been attacked. He ain't never even been retaliated because he's sitting back there saying, the only people who can do anything about me don't even believe I am the source of this thing. Oh my God. The only people that I'm afraid of, I have fooled and they don't even believe that I am the source of their division. So today, that's what we're going to deal with. In my last sermon, we started dealing with a subject we call some things you might not be aware of. Remember that? And we talked about angels, spirit beings created by God and for God. Hebrews chapter number one called these angels that are here this morning, ministering spirits to minister to the heirs of salvation. So their created purpose was to serve God by serving you. Did you know, a matter of fact, in Matthew chapter number 18, number 10, uh, verse number 10, did you know that Jesus said, you better be careful how you treat children because everyone has an assigned angel. Did you know that? When they're born, when they're born, God said, okay, I created this baby. I created this baby to do something great for me. Amen. So Gabriel, I need you to go. Hey, so-and-so, I need you to go. And I need you to be there for them. Oh my God. Amen. I need you there for them to make sure they get to where I created them to be. Tell your friends, you got, uh, tell your neighbor, you got friends in high places. 
Amen. I don't mean to be retroactive here. Amen. But we also learned that God shall give his angels charge over you lest you dash your foot against the stone. We also learned that the angels of the Lord are encamped around about those who fear the Lord. Amen. For all of you that feel alone, I got good news for you this morning. I don't care where you are. You may be on the Isle of Patmos with nobody else there to help you, but I'm here to declare you are not alone. Angels angels are encamped around about you to keep you and to preserve you. Hey, somebody shout, I got help. I got help. I got help. My God, that's helping me. I got help. Help ain't on the way. I got help. Right, hey, he ain't got to pull me out of the fire. I got help in the fire. I can't keep preaching. Somebody's just going to have to shout with me. I got help this morning. I got strength this morning. I got reinforcement this morning. Though my friend forsake me, there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. God, oh my. Oh, how can y'all sit so still this morning? I said, you as a born-again believer got some help this morning. Some of you trying to carry some stuff. You can't carry it on your own. You ought to just give it to your help. Uh, you ought to just give it to your help. I can't whip this devil by myself. Here, let me look. They're there. They're there. They're there. You ought to reach over and see if you can feel one of them. <laughs> that ain't no angel you grab. <laughs> the angels were with Daniel in the lion's den. The angels were with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. The angels were with Peter in prison. Paul in the shipwreck. He's there. He's there. That's last week. But what I want to deal with today is the fact that just as sure as there are angels of God there to assist you, They are angels of darkness, a.k.a. demons, there to resist you. Are y'all with me this morning? The Bible teaches us that these, these angels of darkness are the cohorts of Satan himself. And they have infiltrated the world that we live in, and they are roaming to and fro, seeking whom they may devour. The book of Ephesians identifies these angels of darkness as a well-organized military force whose sole plan and purpose is to abort the will of God in your life. His whole, their, their whole sole purpose is to stop you from bringing glory to their arch enemy, which is God. Are you following me? That's, that's, that's their entire purpose. That's what they start with every day. The scripture said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against, give me that scripture back, please. Uh, we wrestle against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickednesses in high places. Principalities are high-ranking demons. They're not privates, they're generals. Principalities represents generals in the army of Satan. 
They are well-trained and experienced in combat against you. Some things you may not know. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They know you better than you know yourself. Or should I say, they know the things about you you won't admit to yourself. Those things you're hiding and covering up and will not deal with, they know that about you. They're experienced. You are no match for these dudes within yourself. Principality. He said, we're wrestling against powers. This represents evil angels who have been authorized by Satan himself to attack the children of God. That's what they do every day, every night. Their goal, amen, you are their target. Their goal is to attack and destroy anybody that is a believer in Jesus Christ. You may be saying, well, I don't know about no war. I don't don't know about no battle, amen. I'm I'm just saved on my way to heaven. The devil is a lie. When you got saved, you become a target for the enemy. And he's going to fight whether you fight or not. He's going to attack just because of the bloodline. This is too much for y'all. He said, not only are we wrestling against these principalities, these, these, these well-organized uh, uh, veterans of war, and causing havoc, but we're having to deal with these powers, these, these, these of a little lower rank that Satan said, okay, your mission is simply to go out, amen, and shoot at will. Shoot at will. You ain't even got to report back to me. Just find somebody that's doing something for Jesus and get in their situations and wreak havoc in their life. And he said, then on top of that, there's another set of them that he called the rulers of the darkness. These are the potentates of darkness. They are the masters of evil. They are promoters of maliciousness and hatred and division and racism. Amen. Amen. There's a devil behind it. That's why you can't get out on the street with a picket sign and make a difference. Are y'all all right? You can't get out there with a picket sign and make a difference because you're fighting a spiritual problem in a natural realm. Oh, somebody listen to me. Amen. And you can't blame those that are. And you can't even hate on the people who are because they don't even realize it. They've been blinded by the God of this world. Is anybody listening to me? And they're being promoted and provoked by a spirit of division and diversity and racism. Is anybody in this place? It's a devil. And that's who he is. And that's what he is. And if we ain't careful, we'll start fighting from the uh, a natural perspective perspective instead of realizing I got to wrestle with the source. He said, we're not only dealing with rulers of the darkness, we're dealing with spiritual wickednesses in high places. They're the source of all and every sin. These guys are the source of depravity and iniquity. And Ephesians 2 calls their boss the prince of the power of the air. You ever read that scripture in your Bible? The prince of the power of the air. In other words, the prince with authority in the spirit realm. Prince means chief ruler. 
It, it, it means magistrate or head potentate. The scripture says that this chief ruler of evil is now at work in and through the disobedient. In other words, the only avenue of expressing, the only avenue of expressing his evil nature, his evil tendencies, his evil will is through human beings. Amen. It's, it's the opposite of God. The only way the love of God can be manifested is through the body of Christ. Well, the only way Satan can get his plan implemented is to find disobedient, amen, and the spirit comes in them, Ephesians 2 and 2 says, amen, and begins to use them to wreak havoc against the godly, against the brother, and it don't even have to be godly because Satan is a killer by nature. Oh my God, is anybody listening to me this morning? So all he needs is some vulnerable individual who has been blinded by Satan that he can infiltrate and then he can begin to use him to bring destruction on this planet earth. Are y'all with me this morning? 2 Corinthians 4.4 also reveals another aspect of these organized angels of darkness. It says, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that do not believe. Lest this glorious gospel shine into them, which is the image of God, would shine into them. Yes, sir. Whether we realize it or not this morning, our adversary, the devil and his cohorts are busy infiltrating. They're manipulating the world we live in. They're blinding the people of the truth. They're plaguing our parish. They're harassing our churches. They're holding souls captive as we clap our hands in worship this morning. Is anybody with me this morning? Amen. It's, it's not a... And you got to understand, it's not some feeble attempt. They had a plan in some board battle room and demons have been assigned that if we'll move into this area, if we'll capitalize on this situation and circumstance, that church is growing and it's going. We gotta, we gotta put life church, oh my God. We gotta get life church up on the, in the battle room. Oh my God, this boy, Kobe's growing. Nathan, Nathan's shucking some stuff and he's coming up. We got to move. We got to move. We got to do something right now. We got to divide them. We got to cause division. We got to cause. Oh my God, I don't know if this ain't too much for some of us, amen. Uh, some of you sitting there skeptic right now, amen. And that's what's wrong with the church. We don't realize uh, there's a devil behind it. It's not you that hates me. It's not you that is against me. It's not your brother that's against you. There is a demon behind it and I gotta take my focus off. I gotta take my focus off what's happening and begin to attack what is causing it. Amen. Divorce my wife. Devil, you are a liar. It's not her. It is you. It's you I will attack. Oh my God. If we realize who the real enemy was, amen, and realize, oh my God. Can we go deeper? So here he is. He's well organized. He's manipulating the system. Amen. He, he, is, he is using our weaknesses against us. He's capitalizing. Amen. He is an opportunist. I said he is an opportunist. He never misses an opportunity to attach himself to you. 
Every negative you words, words you speak, boom. There's what I needed. I don't have the power to stop you, but if you start talking like that, I can attach to that because that's not God. Oh, somebody help me right now. If I can ever get you to fighting, I can't get in unless you pick a fight and the fight is not God. So I can attach myself to the fight. Oh God, hear me. You hear me? And I can get in here. This is my opportunity and I can start gnawing and chewing. But if you only realize who he was, and what it was. God Almighty. The Bible says, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Attack your enemy. Attack your enemy. Rise up. My God. I read a book of Smith Wigglesworth. Y'all ever heard of Smith Wigglesworth? Smith Wigglesworth was a maniac. He raised his wife from the dead three times uh, in one setting. <laughs> she would die and he would bring her back. Finally, the third time she said, Smith, let me go. <laughs> I appreciate what you're doing, but let me go. Death had no power. This man was a maniac. Amen. <sighs> Why am I talking about Smith? Help me, help me, help me. Anyway, the devil is a liar. Give me that thought back. Give me that thought back. Give me that. Oh, I got it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You see that the devil wants to rob me of the words that's trying to come out of my mouth. And he was bad about being rough with people. He would punch them in the gut. They'd come up. He, they, they brought one out of the hospital one time. He was dying anyway. So they said, Doc, he ain't gonna make it anyway. Let us take him down out of that tent. He was dying with cancer. And I'm dying from lack of, oh, I ain't gonna say that. Yeah. Amen. And they got him up and he, he was done nothing but a skeleton and they held him up in the prayer line. And Smith walked up and just punched him in the gut. When he did, they lost him and he died. He died. They, they jumped out, looked at him and said, he's dead. He'd be all right. In the name of Jesus, give me another. Give me another. Give me another. In a minute, this guy got up, went to jumping and shouting and surrounding the building. And people asking, Smith, why are you so hard on people? He said, because you don't see what I see. I see the devil that is behind that cancer. I, I see the devil that is behind that disease. And it makes me. I got the zeal of Jesus to destroy the works of the devil. High five your neighbor and tell him, go to war, go to war. My God, my God. Hear me, they're plaguing the people. They're plaguing our parents. They're harassing our churches. They're holding souls captive. While the church, we are completely ignorant or oblivious to the fact that they are present. While we're having our services, engaging in our programs, they're wreaking havoc on our families and our children. They're inflicting bondages, sicknesses, diseases, oppressing and depressing. And I'm here to declare unto you today, these rogue enemies must be dealt with. Trust me. 
Jesus came with this in mind. I was talking to Colby in the office the other day that we, we, we got a, a one-sided view of Jesus. He's meek as a lamb. He's got long hair with curls. He's wearing a pretty white robe. And he walks like this. And if it ain't that, he's a little baby lying in a manger. And oh, he's so sweet. But my Bible said he's not only a lamb, he's a lion. Somebody ought to help me right now. He is ferocious by nature. The Bible says in Genesis 3.15, God said, devil, I'm going to put enmity between your seed and her seed. He's going to come here hating you. He's going to come here to destroy you. He's going to come here to destroy the works of the devil. First, 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 John 3 and 8. For this purpose... For this purpose, second part, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he may destroy the works of the devil. Can I... It'll come out in a minute. Can I tell you the devil was so afraid of this newborn warrior that they killed every baby under two years old. He said to you, he may be a baby, but to me, he is my enemy and he has come to destroy me. Hey, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? I want the devil to know who Life Church is. I want the devil to know. My God, you're accepting natural circumstances and do not realize they have a spiritual source when if you would begin to fight the source, you would win the battle. You win the battle. Okay, this one. I am overwhelmed with this this morning. Let me tell you something you need to know. That John 16 says, the prince of this world is judged. The prince of this world is judged. Wow. The prince, the chief ruler of darkness has been judged. Satan and all his cohorts have been judged by God himself. And to be judged means to be tried, convicted, and sentenced. You got to get this. Your enemy has done stood before the judge. And the gavel has done hit the desk in condemnation to your adversary. Which means God has stripped him of his authority, his dominion, and his access. But here's the catcher. But it's our responsibility to execute the sentence that has been rendered. Did you catch that? 
Oh, I don't believe that God did it. Cross was enough. You better believe it was enough. It was enough to strip him of the power and authority over your life. Amen. The fact that he was judged meaning that the law has been established. The law of the kingdom has been established. That your enemy is a criminal. And I have judged him and I have stripped him of his power and authority. And I put laws in place to begin to control him. But now I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven that whatsoever you... Oh, I don't know if y'all are getting this. That whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. The devil is doing things he has no authority to do because we will not recognize it and bring the judgment of God upon our situation. God, can y'all receive this? And I'm a firm believer that if it's not established in the Old Testament... It can be, cannot be true doctrine in the New Testament. They will not contradict one another. One is a type and a shadow, and one is the reality. Amen. It must be this way. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. If the old and new do not witness together, our doctrine is not true. Amen. And I said, where is my Old Testament preview of a New Testament government? And I found where Joshua was about to go into the promised land. And God said, I've given you the land. Every promise is yes and amen. Every promise is yours. Your promise of deliverance, your promise of healing, your promise of prosperity, your promise, amen. It's all right over the Jordan River. Go get it. But he didn't tell him. He said, the land's yours. It's done. It's yours. But when they got across the river, there was giants over there that had to be brought under subjection before I could get my miracle. Is anybody listening to me? Huh? It's already, God said, I've done giving you the land. It's yours. I don't know what situation, I'm going to give you a prophetic word. I feel prophecy coming up in me right now. I don't know what your situation is, but I guarantee you, you got a promise on it. And you don't realize it's yours because of the adversity that is in your life to get to it. Well, can I tell you, Joshua, God has empowered you to bind that thing, rebuke that thing, realize the source of it and take your enemy down and receive your promise because he's already been judged and he knows it he knows it listen to me I gotta hurry the scriptures have they never really caught our attention what about 2 Corinthians 10 3 through 6 these are just religious jargon. Second Corinthians chapter number 10. Yeah, we walk in the natural, but we don't war after the natural. Nudge your neighbor and tell them right now, you've been fighting the wrong thing. For most of you, you've been fighting me. Tell them that. Tell them I'm not your problem, it's the devil in me. No, no, don't say that. Don't say that. Because you ain't got no devil in you, you got one on you. Oh. 
Amen. You can't fight the drug addict. You can't fight them. You can't hate on them. You can't judge them. Oh my God. You listen to me, Life Church. You, you can't fight the homosexual. You, you can't judge them. You can't condemn them. Why? Because they were created out of the same thing you were created with. And they are your eternal brother. Oh my God. They, they are your eternal brother or eternal sister wherever you decide to go. Boy, that was rich, wasn't it? What you got to realize is you're the one with the problem. You've been blinded by the enemy that there's a spirit causing that. There's a spirit of homosexuality. There's a spirit of hatred. There's a spirit of infirmity. Did you catch that? There's a spirit behind sickness and disease that sometimes natural resources cannot take care of it. What if we realize, devil, I see you. I see you. Oh, my God. Am I helping anybody in this building? Oh, my God. It's finna turn this church right in here into a bunch of soldiers. Something new's happening, Steve. Something new is happening. Amen. If we would just become aware of it, we might be able to see it a little clearer. Oh, I don't want to see a devil. I want to see it. Because I cannot kill what I am not aware of. I've had, I need to hurry, but y'all got to stay with me. I've been in several situations lately with people who are bound by drugs. And it's funny to me, they all sing the same song. And they're all terrorized by a demonic realm that drugs enabled them to tap into. Jennifer, am I right about it? That they see things and everybody around them says, oh, they're crazy, they're crazy, they're crazy. They're just saying it's all in your mind. I tell you, the devil is a liar that they got so close to Satan that he allowed them to see. What if we got so close to God that he allowed... That he allowed us to see him and his power and his dominion and his authority, amen. Matter of fact, that's where these sermons came from, from a dialogue I had uh, about four weeks ago in back, my backyard of a girl crying in such fear and terror, saying, I know too much. I know too much. I know too much. I wish I had seen what I seen. And God began to say, the church is missing it. They're getting so deep in drugs, they're seeing demons. And the church has got so heady and high-minded, they cannot see their enemy. Oh, my God. You'll never be effective until you can see your enemy is the root of this problem and then there has to be a hatred rise up in you I hate him I hate him when I first saw Jesus as hating something I had a problem with it and then he took me to Isaiah chapter number 59 and Isaiah chapter number 60 where Jesus said I looked for somebody to do this for me but they couldn't he said so I put a helmet on my head I put a coat of vengeance on me and my fury it held me up what kept God almighty what kept me going was my hatred for my enemy I would not die there's a really bad movie that I don't, I don't suggest nobody watch. It's called what? Relentless? What's that movie? Huh? 
Revel it. Y'all don't watch it. It's bad, I hear. Amen. But what keeps that man... <laughs> oh, some of you done saw it. <laughs> but what keeps that man going is his hatred for his enemy. That I will kill them because they killed my son. What if we got the hatred of Jesus against the bondage, against the drug addict? Oh, the devil binding the drug addict. The sickness. Oh, my God. What if we got so angry that we had zero tolerance? He said, uh, this is the curse of the enemy that I'm going to put enmity between you and her. So there's a natural born hatred between Christ and the devil. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Why? How can we be so comfortable with satanic activity in our own minds? in our own lives and in our own churches. I'll tell you how we don't recognize it as satanic. This happened to me in prayer two week, uh, Monday before Thanksgiving for two individuals, one of which is in this church, one of which is in Texas. And I went into prayer for them. And something grabbed me and jerked me into a room of prayer that I don't know that I've ever been before. And I prayed with such anger that I have never had before. I prayed with a violent anger against things that I did not know existed for these two individuals. Amen. And then in the middle of the prayer, Jesus spoke to me and said, this is how I feel about what's tormenting those individuals. He said, I have a vengeance against the devil that you have been okay with. You are tolerating what must be attacked. Suit up with a full armor of God and go to war with an anger with an anger that you will not relent. I will not stop. I will not quit until my enemy has been defeated. How can a man bind? How can a man spoil the strong man's goods unless first he bind the strong man? He's talking about your devil is a strong man. And a weak man cannot bind him. I'm calling soldiers to go to war. Your little, our little mealy mouth, religious prayer. It's like shooting a little bottle rocket. Pew. You ever shot a bottle rocket that fizzled out? They make a lot of noise, don't go very far. Beep. Beep. You ever had them? Oh, they were so disappointing as a kid. I said, are you serious? Beep. <laughs> Next time you go in prayer, I pray you hear beep. No, sir, you got to pull out the big guns. You got to pull out the cannon. You got to pull out the word of God. And you got to get your dimension straight. You got to get your, what's that word I'm looking for? You got to get your, you got to get your bearing straight. You, you, you got to get your, uh, people in the army do this stuff. You got to get your, come on. Coordinates. You got to get your coordinates straight. And if you don't know where your enemy is and who your enemy is, you're killing people with friendly fire. You're killing people because you're shooting the wrong enemy. Oh my God, that was good. Killing the wrong people. 
killing the wrong people because your coordinates is off. Jesus said, you do err, not knowing the scripture or the power of God. Second Corinthians 10, 3. Yeah, we live in the flesh, but that ain't how we fight. You've been duped. We've been deceived. We don't war the flesh. Well, the weapons of our warfare, they're not normal and carnal. They're not me using my mind against you and my intellect against you and my verbiage against you. <laughs> no, our weapons are mighty because they are of a spiritual nature. They are of a spiritual nature. And they're mighty through God to pulling down some strongholds. Can I tell you, there's some strongholds in your life in your family, and in your parish, and in your nation. Her nation is full of strongholds right now. That our little boot is not even affecting it. The devil's laughing and building. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. Until we realize... I got to go to war. I got to war and I got to learn how to fight. And I can't fight without knowing the word. Because there is some weapons I can be using to start breaking strongholds. Give me a few more scriptures. I, got, I don't want to be too. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. If this ain't the world I, we're living in, I don't know what it is. Imaginations that don't even see God anymore. They don't recognize God anymore. Amen. Matter of fact, anything that is of God has become an enemy to the status quo. He said, I got weapons for you that you can break those mindsets. You can pull that down. Amen. And bring into captivity every thought that is contrary. Is anybody listening to me? Did you know you had that power? I've always used that scripture on me. But it's time to use that power on other people. Instead of fighting them. And rioting and protesting against them. To realize. I can go into the source. And I can bind the spirit behind it. And liberate that captive soul until they come to the obedience of Jesus Christ. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stand ready to revenge all disobedience. Are y'all seeing it now? Not tolerate it. Not be okay with it. Some of you are simply in the elementary stage where you need to start practicing this on you. Where sin is no longer your friend, but that you hate it with a hatred that will not allow him to cohabitate. And then we expand that until we begin to revenge all the disobedience that's in Caldwell Parish. And we don't need to do it on the courthouse square with signs in our hands. We can do it in our inner chambers, binding that devil that is assigned over our community. Is anybody with me this morning? Can I, can I, can I finish up? I want to finish up with, what, this is, must have been what Paul said at the end of his sermon. Give me Ephesians 6 and 10 and stay with me there for a little while. Finally, <laughs> Paul was about through preaching, so he said, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 
Put on the whole armor of God so you can go to war. (laughs) So you can do something in the spirit realm. Thank God for all the new activities in life, church. But I tell you, they're all useless until we put on some armor and go into the realm of the spirit that I can't do that in dialogue with you guys. I can only do that in dialogue because those heavenly angels that I preached about last week or week four last, they are now your allies. You ally with heavenly angels to attack demons. Well, that's wooey, ain't it? I've never been a wooey preacher. I'm scared of people like that. But it's not, it's a reality that angels are wanting to ally with you. I'll show you how. Put on this whole armor that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil because he's coming. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Go on for the sake of time. Wherefore, take the whole armor that you may be able to stand up against him. Some of us ain't even got dressed for the battle. Much less engage. Having done all to stand, stand with your loins girt about with truth. It's time for you to take your stand in your marriage. It's time to take a stand in your sickness. It's time to take a stand against racism, division. You'll always go about with what God says about it. Let me tell you right now, I listen to CNN and Fox News both. All the time. My wife drives her nuts. She said, why are you listening to both? I said, because God's trying to teach me something. You know what he taught me how to listen to both of them? Is that the news can only make you believe what you really want to believe. Chew on that. Because if you want to believe one culture, watch this news. If you want to believe another culture, watch that news. And if that's what you want to believe, they will give you all the propaganda you need to rest your case. But this one says, let's have our loins girt about with the truth of God's word. Not Fox News because they're lying. Not CNN because they're lying. He said, take your stand with real truth. They're out there taking a stand with falsehood, speculation, insinuations. And some of it may be with truth. But when you fight that kind of truth from the natural, you can never win because it has a spiritual source. Are y'all still with me this morning? Your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Have y'all, these scriptures never meant anything? You mean there's somebody shooting at me all the time? Yeah, that thought was an arrow. It was an arrow shot right at you. You were in his crosshairs. He is a marksman. You don't realize that. You only pick up your shield of faith. And take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. This last scripture is the one I'm after. Praying always in the Spirit. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in. When you're praying in the Spirit, 
you're dispatching angels to attack your adversary. Oh, come on now. You better stay within. Oh, I got proof. I got proof. Peter was in jail being held captive against his will, was going to be killed when the sun come up in the morning. But there was a church down on the end of prayer lay and they were in prayer for him. And while they were praying, an angel showed up in the jail, kicked him in the side and said, we're out of here. Huh? When you pray in the spirit, now you've entered into the right realm. Quit fighting and go to pray. Or quit fighting with your fist and start fighting with weapons that are massive to destroy your enemy. But no, the devil is sucker to see and we'll get mad at him. We'll, we'll, we'll just get mad at him. Why are you acting like an idiot? Wives, do sometimes your husband's just off the cuff without provocation to act like an idiot? Just smile, Candy. Don't say a word. Just smile. Just no reason at all. Now, why, husbands, I don't have to ask you all that about your wives. I mean, that's a given. I don't think that's demonic. I think that's... No, I'm kidding. You want to know why? Because the devil went... And if you don't recognize that and jerk that arrow out because it's on fire, it said, and stomp the arrow out in prayer, stomp the arrow out in prayer, but oh no, we're too immature. We're going to get in here and start duking it out. God, I'm preaching better than you shouting this morning. Amen. That's what's going on out there when that guy makes you mad in the line. That's what's going on. The devil is constantly, he's just shooting. He's just shooting. If you recognize, you jerk it out. Some of y'all are going to be standing in line at Walmart next week. Huh? Got you, didn't I? Yep, got her. I knew I'd get her in a minute. You're going to be standing in line at Walmart and you go. Anybody ever feel that little? That's the devil knocking chip off your shoulder. And somebody going to be standing beside and they're going to see you go. You all right, ma'am? I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, my God, that's good. I'm just fine. Amen. I will not be aggravated. I will not, I will not be manipulated. I will not be provoked. I will not. I will. I pull it out and I'll stomp it out. I got to quit. But all prayer and supplication in the spirit. See, you're fighting more than you're praying. And because we hadn't seen it, we're all immature. We're, we're a bunch of immature. God's finna take us. These messages are the proof. He's finna pull us out of being. He's doing a new thing. He's finna take us out of immaturity into the maturity of Christ. And we'll quit fighting one another, Lindsay. I won't be allowing the devil because he is an accuser of the... Amen. He is an accuser of the brethren that we won't be fighting each other no more. Oh my God. But we're going to be a unified force. A unified force that is constantly recognized. I see you devil. I see. Somebody said, oh my God, this church going to become, they're going to see a devil under every rock. Well, I don't know about all that, but there is a devil under every rock and that's where he belongs, under the rock. You got to like that stuff right there. That's where he belongs. I close out with this scripture. <laughs> or did I done close out? Second Timothy 2.4. Take this home with you. Second Timothy 2.4. No man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life. No spiritual warrior gets wrapped up in natural battles. 
No spiritual warriors gets distracted with natural battles. Why? So that he can please the general. So that he can please him who chose him to be a soldier. Thank God for religious terminology like saint, Christian, believer. But I want you to look to your neighbor right now and tell him, you're a soldier. That changes everything. You're a soldier. And I'm here. Is I don't know much about the military, Brother Larry, what's the highest rank? Okay, general. Brigade general. Is that higher? That sounds better. I'm brigade general. <laughs> and I'm calling all my platoon to war. If you're ready to go to war, I want you to stand to your feet. My God, I hope y'all don't attack like that. <laughs> Lord, we got work to do. <laughs> we got work to do with this much. Ellen, you're dangerous. You're dangerous. I'm serious. You're dangerous. You seem so petite and quiet. But you're dangerous if you realize who the real enemy is and recognize there's a devil behind every conflict. I'd done so much studying with this sermon that I didn't know where to start. And evidently, I didn't, I sh I'm glad I didn't start where I started to start because we'd be here to the evening service. I wanted to start all the way back to where Satan was once Lucifer. And oh, he was a thing of beauty and glory. And a worship leader, no less. Of how his pompous pride got him kicked out of heaven. And he brought a third part of the angels with him. And from that time until now, there's been a war raging. Before the cross, Satan was the victor. After the cross, you and I become the victor. But he must be manhandled. Because he don't know any other way. The judgments of God must be executed by police officers. If you will. Because he's a criminal at heart. And he don't know how to obey the rules. And he'll steal from you. He'll trespass against you. He'll pull a gun and kill you. Is anybody with me in this building? He'll rob your marriage. He'll rob your children. Anybody got any, anybody got any children that's been blinded by the God of this world? There ain't one way to get them back. If two or three stand in agreement as touching anything, I will hear their prayer. Find you a soldier and begin to bind the spirit that's got them blind. You, have you ever said, I don't know why they can be so blind. I don't know why they can't see that this is killing them and destroying them. Well, I just gave you the scripture. They've been blinded by the God, little G, of this world. Can't see it. They don't know it. It's their reality. 
I seen another movie years ago when I had a cuss box. Takes all the cussing out. Called Behind Enemy Lines. And there was some people that was trapped back there. And there had to be some special forces to go in and get them. They didn't pick your average everyday private. They had a special force. There was a special elite force that went behind enemy lines and got Osama bin Laden. They went in and they got him. They snatched him right out from under the nose of the enemy. There's souls out there being held captive. And somebody's got to be spiritual enough and powerful enough and strong enough to go behind enemy lines. To destroy the enemy that we can start bringing them out. That we can start bringing them out. They don't want to be like they are. They don't want to be like that. You fooling yourself if you think they want to be like that. Oh, it starts off with a pleasure, I know, but it turns into cruel bondage and they're crying, somebody set me free. And you can't do it with dialogue. The enemy only understands one thing, and that is brute spiritual force. Josh, somebody's got to get a zero tolerance for what the devil's doing to all them teenagers. Instead of baking hot dogs and playing games. I understand all that may be a part of it. But they'll come here bound, they'll leave here bound, and they'll get 19 years old and go to a deeper darkness. If somebody don't realize there's a devil holding them. That I'm going to attack over and over and over until he is destroyed. Until he is destroyed. Church, are you hearing me today? Have you heard me today? Every one of you now has situations. You've had some circumstances that you didn't realize it had such a, a spiritual, demonic source to it. You didn't even realize it. And as a result, you've been trying to heal in the flesh what can only be healed in the spirit. Galatians 3 and 3, Paul said, that which begun in the spirit, you think you can perfect in the, in the flesh? He said, no, the origin of this is spiritual. So it's going to take some spiritual stuff to be able to kick this thing, to break this thing. Maybe this is our altar call this morning, right where you're standing. Right where you're standing. Maybe you need to go to somebody, join hands with them. And says some devils have been exposed that I'm about to attack. I'm about to attack. I'm about to attack. Maybe you're just standing there realizing, oh my God, you mean all those things that I thought were just natural happening to me were really inspired by Satan? As your pastor, I want to give you an emphatic yes. Yes. Pastor, you're going too far. The devil ain't behind everything. Through sin, the door opened and the devil flooded this world. And he is the source of everything that don't look like Jesus. So if there's something going on in your life that don't look like God and his love and his mercy and his grace, it must be inspired by God's enemy. And you are to attack it as such. 
you ought to attack it as such. Just a few minutes right there where you're standing. Maybe you need to pray. This is your altar call. Maybe you need to be praying. God, I want to be a true soldier. Turn me into a true soldier. Turn me into a true soldier. Every battle is not won with one swing of the sword. You may have to swing again and again and again. But you got to keep swinging until that thing is dead. Our community is under the influence of satanic oppression. Our nation is under attack of satanic oppression. Our medias are being provoked by demonic persuasion. God has just opened it up to me. I see it. I see it. You are more spiritual than you know. And your enemy is more spiritual than you know. Because what you see is not the true reality. It's what you don't see that is so real. Hey, some people here needs to be prayer before I close this service out. If you need prayer, I want you to come stand right up here. And some soldiers are going to gather around you and stand in agreement with you to begin to bind some things in your life. For the sake of, just just line up right here where they can get to you. For the sake of anonymity, I can't give you the testimonies of the situations that I've engaged in. Line up so we'll know who's up here for prayer. Right across here. These three right here, I need some soldiers. That when I went to this level of prayer, I seen two situations turned in less than 72 hours. I finally had a bomb. I finally had a bomb. Sister Helen, Sister Rosetta, I, see, I need some ladies right around right here. I don't want you punching nobody or anything like that, but I do want you to realize there's a real enemy holding and binding. Amen. If I got some more praying women in this church, this lady right are you coming for prayer, my sister? Right here. Right here. My God, realize when you come, I'm coming to do warfare against the Spirit. Oh my God, I feel something happening in this place. I feel something happening. Your whole mindset's being changed. Nikki, are you up here for prayer? Come around here. Come around here. Sister Vicky, I need you to come. Uh, Sister Tammy, amen. Some of you that's been saved over two days, come pray. Amen. Join together. If you want to tell them what it is, you can. But if you don't, there's a spirit that they don't need to know the name. They can just pray with you. All right, ladies, pray with her right now. Girl, they're coming to war with you, Nikki. They're coming to war with you. They're coming. Devil, in the name of Jesus, you have been revealed. You have been exposed. And now we're commanding you to take your filthy hands off the children of God. The law has already been established and we now execute the laws of heaven. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done upon this earth as it is in heaven, O Lord God Almighty. Now, devil, we commanded you, you're losing your power. You're losing your hold right now because of the blood of Jesus Christ. You're being set free.
You're being set free. Nikki, that thing's got to go today. It, it has no option to stay. It's got to go right now in the name of Jesus. My God, you that are standing out there, you can war from right where you're standing. You ain't got to be up there. Just help us war. Help us war. There's demons. Demons circling this building wanting to hinder the wheel. Go to war. Go to war. Go to war. Go to war over your family. Go to war over your community. Go to war over your neighbor. Go to war over your children. Go to war over your, 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 your husband, your wife. Go to war. Go to war. Amen. I need some men down here with these two right here. Amen. I need some men. Nathan, Bobby. Amen. Uh, uh, Stacy, right here. Amen. Some men. Steve, these altars are open to you to help if you want to. Amen. I know you just, amen. You and Dustin, these men need some men of God. Come on, come on, come on. God's raising up an army. He's raising up an army. Steve, get right around here. Amen. My God, speak that word into, into that man right there. A word that liberates and sets free in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My God, my God, my God, my God. The day's over of the pastor being the spiritual one. Amen. The body of Christ is raising up. They're raising up as soldiers and warriors in the name of Jesus. Hey. Come on, pray. Brandy, Brandy, you renounce, you renounce that devil behind it. Renounce him in the name of Jesus. Amen. He is trespassing, Brandy. He can no longer hold you or bind you. I bind the spirit of bondage and addiction that destroys. Devil, I see you. I command you to come out. I command you to come out in the name of Jesus. I command every desire, every taste, every spirit of taste to go out of her mouth in the name. Pray, church, pray. We command you to loose. My God, that's right. Now let the Holy Spirit begin to flood your soul in the name of the Lord. You are liberated by the gospel of Jesus Christ. The blood of the Lamb has been shed and your enemy has been sentenced to death right now, right now. My God, my God, my God, in the name of the Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Lord. This rogue spirit can torment her no longer. In the name God, God, I need a church that'll pray. No longer, no longer. In the name of Jesus. She is a child of the Most High God. Laws and boundaries have been set, and we exercise them right now in the name of Jesus. We cast you out. We cast you out. Right now, in the name of the Lord God Almighty. My God, my God. Come on, this is a spiritual atmosphere. This is what we churches are missing right here. It's a spiritual atmosphere. Hey, hey.
Some of these are still praying, but I need to challenge you before you go. Jesus said, when you pray, enter into your closet. Is that not what the Bible says? When you pray, it's beginning to make sense to me now why I need a place. Because I don't know about y'all, but I'm not a music man. I don't care about listening to people sing in my truck. So it is a good place to pray. But I found out I can't do the warfare I did in my prayer closet running down the road. Or I would have killed somebody. I couldn't have functioned. I couldn't have maintained. You understand what I'm saying? So this is my challenge to you before you leave. Find you a place to pray. And when you go in, start saying, God, show me. Yeah, I'm praying for Brother Steve and Pastor and, you know, my wife's sick at home today. The devil is a liar. I'm praying for all that. And start praying, no, God, I need you to show me the spirit behind what's controlling Steve Barnett. You understand what I, I need to see because see this, this people have asked me to pray for them and I can't just throw up, oh God bless them. God, I'm coming into this place. Are y'all with me right now? Go into that place. I said, I need you to show me the evil activity that's making them act like they act and respond and think like, and, and ask God to begin to show you. And if you start looking, I believe God's going to show you. And then you can start hitting the enemy that you see and pray effectively. I'm telling you, this happened to me last week. I began to pray on a level I've never prayed before. And within 72 hours, I seen both situations begin to turn and change. God is bringing you to a level of maturity of prayer of prayer that maybe you've never been to before. And as a result, you're going to start seeing results. We're going to see our community change. Amen. Are you with me this morning? Are you with me this morning? We got to engage our enemy today. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.